I want to reset the vision. If you've been on the journey with us for at least six months, you've heard it. Let me reset it for you. And it's very important that vision is clear. I remember people telling me when I had my 40th birthday, which was seven years ago now, they said, uh, you need to be prepared because your eyesight's not going to be what it's been. And I just want to say that they were all telling the truth. Uh, I have postponed addressing the need. I'm at a place now to where it's just got to happen or your kids wouldn't be safe in a car with me. And so as, as you deal with vision, there's farsightedness, there's nearsightedness. You know, as you look out into the future, you want clarity with things at a distance. And then you want to back into where you are and make sure you can take the next step effectively. Where are we going as a church? What is the very clear picture of this next part of our journey? I want to tell you what that is. Five years, five key areas, two amazing buildings with increase in our global and local influence. Five years from today, we will be at our 100th anniversary as a church family. That is cause for celebration right there. It is truly remarkable. I have a, a dream about that celebration, and it's this. That we would look across at each other as we're giving praise to God and know that we're at our very best ever, that we're at our strongest place ever. When God spoke with Joshua about his future, he said, there's no way for you to accomplish what I've assigned for you to do unless you're strong. So be strong. And then he repeated it. I say to you again, be strong. Paul said to the church at Ephesus that they were in battle as they tried to advance in their life and in the life purpose God had given them. So he said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So God's people, as you study scripture, are to be characterized by strength. I have this verse that is going to lead us through the five years. It's Deuteronomy thirty-three twenty-five. Would you say it out loud with me? It's coming on the screen. Say it with me. As are our days, so shall your strength be. As are our days. Every day has been ordained by God. And as we live those days, already provided is an allotment of strength that is adequate, adaptable, more than enough for those days. And I want us to live in that kind of blessing to be strong. So over these five years, we're focused on five key areas. And then we're going to build two amazing facilities, increasing our space that will help us do even greater ministry, while at the same time, we increase the strength of our global and our local influence. Now, that's where we're going. If we sit and say, what is the vision reality? Just envision yourself now at that 100-year celebration, and we're able to give God praise that he has strengthened our lives spiritually, relationally, financially, physically, and when it relates to our vocation, our assignment, our calling. That we would be able to say, Lord, I've never been stronger. Nobody, everybody ends up somewhere, but very few people end up somewhere on purpose. And if we are going to have that reality in five years, we have to know what is the next step today. If we're confused about the next step, it can create problems. If I know where I'm going, but I don't know how to strategically get there, it will be a problem. I remember as a kid, 
loving the swimming pool. And I had a sw- an experience one time that is captured in a video that I'm going to show you. What you're going to see here is a young man. He's clear on the, on the big picture. He wants to go dive in this awesome swimming pool. You're going to see it. He's all ready to go. He's learning how to swim, so he's got his floaties on. He's even got a nose thing going, and he is ready. He knows about the big picture, but he's, he's got issues with his initial steps. And so here's the way it looks. Watch this. He's all ready to go. He knows where he's going. Man, he's so excited about the future, but man, he just, he just, he, he misses it. And that's what, that's what happens in a church or in any vision purpose if we're not clear and effective with initial steps. We know where we want to go, but we don't get there unless we can take these initial steps. So those steps are a process in five key areas. I pastored now for almost 25 years, and over the 25 years I've reflected on life with people in the context of a church. And issues that I've dealt with in my life and helped other people to work in all related to one of these five. And that if they could strengthen in one of those five, it gave a lift to their life. It has always and will always start spiritually, what I call faith. Faith is where it starts. That's about your relationship with Jesus. That is about how it's going. That is about getting a metric on the fact that you love him more and and the reality of his presence in your life is greater than it has ever been. If I have a measure of success in my future or in my finances, but I am not what I need to be spiritually, it's going to short-circuit the power of these other key areas. So we always start foundationally. We always start with what's most important, and that is always going to be our walk with Jesus, our faith. I want you to understand why the five areas. Why would a church give themselves to this? Why not just spend all of our time in the faith circle, just trying to shore things up spiritually? Because in the book of John, he writes about the power of God. And then he says the way it shows up in how well you relate to other people. So we have this next circle, it's called family, and it means key relationships, because we all have them. And if I am growing spiritually, one of the ways it is going to be revealed is how I am functioning successfully in the key relationships that God has put in my life. It is really not a great testimony if I can boast of a spiritual growth plan, and I'm working that plan but I'm dysfunctioning in every key relationship. There's a breakdown somewhere. So we need to talk about faith and we need to talk about key relationships. Paul said we should seek the presence and power of the Holy Spirit and his work in our lives and through us. But even if we function in the power gifts, but we don't have love for other people, then it is going to short circuit the power of the gift. So key relationships are so essential. We see what is happening in our culture when it relates to the strength of relationship, the foundation of relationship. So as never before, we need to lift up biblical truth of what God teaches through his word 
about relationship and about how to be successful in relationship. Can you say amen? Then let's move to that next circle. It's finance. One of the leading causes in the dysfunction of relationships and even divorce is finance. So is it important to talk about money? The answer is capital Y-E-S. How many times the pressure that people are feeling that's negatively affecting their relationships and even spiritual life is poor stewardship. That is why Jesus spent so much time talking about stewardship. Study Jesus' teachings. And you'll find that right at the top of the list, he taught people about money. He taught people about a spirit of mammon. He taught people about stewardship of their resources because it would have direct effect on their life and their eternal influence. The next circle is fitness. I want you to see its impact on all five. In order to do that, I need to talk about future and then come back to that. When I say future, I'm talking about your assignment in life. Every one of you are created by God. And when God created you, he had a destiny for you. Paul said that you're his masterpiece. That he's created you for good works that were set in motion even before you were born. So your life is not just any life, it's an ordained life. And your steps are ordered and your days are ordered because you have a purpose in this life that has immediate and even eternal significance. So should we spend time talking about purpose, assignment, vocational clarity, calling, giftings of God? Jesus wrote parable after parable about how he wired people up and how they are to take who they are and invest it in their assignment of life and that there would be a return on that investment that would have significance for all eternity. So you see, each of these five are deeply entrenched in biblical truth. Now, fitness. Here's what I mean by that. It takes extraordinarily, uh, it takes an extraordinary amount of focus to be what the Lord wants us to be spiritually, relationally, financially, and vocationally. Nobody lives an awesome life without focus. And focus is sustained and supported by energy. Anybody who's struggling to stay focused, they don't need to work on their focus. They need to work on their energy. Because focus is about energy, and energy is tied to fitness. So to be at my best, I have to be focused. I have to have energy to focus And that ties directly to fitness. And that is why the Bible is so full of scripture about honoring God with our bodies. It's not just for the avoidance of unnecessary sickness or disease. It's that I am positioned to be at my best in this one and only life of which God has given me that has a purpose that is eternal So these five are just deeply embedded in Scripture. And I want us to go on this journey together in these five. Now, we started the year strong 
We've brought in special guests. We've had events that have all been tied to one of the five. And I thought it'd be great to just have a recap. So watch and enjoy this. From the humble beginnings of a tent revival in 1909 rose a community of believers. Each decade offered new ideas and methods, but their faith never wavered. It just grew stronger. Romans 8, neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither present nor future, nor any power, neither heights nor depth, nor anything will ever ever, I feel like a Taylor Swift heart, ever, ever keep you from the, from the love of God. This is your year. This is the one where you put aside the stuff that has been uh, tying you down because you're afraid. This is the, the year that you grow into, continue to living into who Jesus made you to be. Our story began about five years ago when we got married. We had the normal American debt of uh, the car payment, the debt from credit cards, and uh, it was kind of stressing us out. So one Sunday we were reading through the announcements and saw the Financial Peace University preview class. We enrolled in the actual class and followed Dave Ramsey's easy steps, simple steps. And over the 16 week period we paid off a little over $15,000. It absolutely changed over uh, the way that we thought about money. No matter your age, your financial situation, there's no better time to become financially stronger than now. If you don't think that God can't deliver you out of whatever you're in, you are wrong. I can promise you that. I'm stand, I am standing here as living proof that God has a way out of any mess you've made. Let it be known that down the entire gospel into four words, just four words. These are the words I'd use. Be sick, be loved. Be sick, be loved. Be sick, come with your broken bowl. Don't try to fix it first. And know in that moment when you be sick, you're going to be loved. And it won't make sense. It can't make sense. We get something we don't deserve, something we can't control, we get grace. And it's a wild, beautiful thing, isn't it? I stand in front of you now four years into this ministry journey with you and I'm telling you from every indicator as a church we are 
as strong today as we have ever been. And it is time to rise up and say, give us this mountain and let's bring these giants down and let's get these buildings built for the glory of God and the vision of the future for this community and this world. So we are off to a a strong, effective start. See, in five years, we want to be at our best. That's the clear picture out in the distance. But these initial steps mean that we have events, classes, services, series that encourage, resource us in these areas of life. And so that's what we're doing. That is what we will continue to do. And the the video concluded with these two buildings. This expanded children's ministry space, the multi-purpose activity center that will be just across the parking lot uh, to my right, your left, that will allow us the potential for the growing ministries of the church and the school, and it is such a needed facility. But the first building we construct is this children's ministry center. Why do we build this? Listen to this statistic because it's, it's quite telling. From January until now, so just six months, our nursery zero to two has doubled. I told you as we came into this year that we were experiencing growth within our children's ministry and that it would be the end of 2014 before we'd be in this building, maybe the uh, early part of 2015. And if you took the growth rate coming out of 2012 and projected it over 2013 and by the end of 2014 that we would be desperately needing this facility we didn't know that in the first six months of 2013 we would double in our nursery what a great great thing now with that we should sense an urgency behind this the necessity that goes with this opportunity it is 38,000 square feet it is going to be phenomenal it has an indoor playground that is much expanded over what we have a covered entrance that will be so efficient for families bringing kids, a very spacious lobby. We worked really hard on this opening space, and I can't wait for you to actually experience that and what a blessing it's going to be. Both the first and the second floor have the multiple rooms needed to house all of the ministries that we're doing. The design of this building has formed around the function of the ministry vision to children. It is strategic. It is going to be so empowering. And on the second floor, we've outlined in red a second and much larger children's auditorium that is vital because we are tightening in that space. And so when you think about, uh, you know, early 2015, late 2014, we are going to so need this facility. And I'm excited to see this get done. I want to give you uh, some insight, not just from the creative team. I thought something would be fun is not just to give the input from adults, but I wonder what kids would want in this building. And so we thought, let's put together a focus group and see what they say. And we did. Watch this. What would you guys like to see in this brand new kids building? Mine's been a while. In chocolate fountain. Why chocolate fountain? Why chocolate 
You like chocolate? <laughs> See, I don't know if that's a good idea though, because if I had a pool filled with chocolate, it'd be fat. <laughs> so you're saying I'm skinny right now? Yeah. <laughs> I want a waterfall with a free, huge, real bacon man. What is the bacon man gonna do, man? He's gonna dance, let people eat him. You know, it seems like he's not gonna be around very long if he lets, <laughs> no. if he lets people eat them. What would you like to see in this building? What do we need with the jazz quartet? We can have old people. You want old people to be the jazz quartet? Totally! You guys both all think this is a great idea? Yes. What's your idea? Russian guy. You want a Russian guy. <laughs> what, would the, uh, what would the Russian guy do? Dancing. <laughs> no. In the ground, like famous people, there's going to be stars. And the stars are going to say our name. So it's going to be like a Kids Inc. Walk of Fame. How big is your star going to be? Like. Like that big? Amanda, how big is your star going to be? As big as the whole entire universe. That won't work. My star has to be the biggest. I'm awesome. Well, hang on. A little bit of tension. And caramel hot tub. A caramel hot tub? Yeah. I think you're going to die. From the candy? Seems like a good way to go. I think I'd want to go that way. Yeah. What can parents do to help? Yes. They can drag kindergartners in the middle of the kindergarten. That sounds too good for a kindergartner. Would you agree? They deserve all the stuff. They deserve the limos. And... Would you have wanted that when you were a kindergartner? Oh, no, you did not. I think you just did. Snap. What would you have to protect the children in this brand new building? Big buff What would they have to, to help protect the children? Their muscles. Their muscles? Yeah. So what about Jeff? Like people like Jeff with his muscles? No. Bigger. Do you think Jeff's muscles are that big? No. Does he need to work out some more? Yes. Mm. Work out some more, Jeff. He works out every day. What is the building made of? Yes. We want it to be made of wood. <laughs> Cookies. We could make the building out of meat. It would be gone in two seconds. Who would who would eat it? Me. Hey, no me. I would eat. I would With eat spaghetti. I would I would I'll bring my own spaghetti. I'm making a steak. What color do you want the building to be? We can. Pink. No purple. You gotta make up your mind. What is it? Purple. Purple. Jesus was married. What? What if Jesus was married? Then Dan Brown would have been right. <laughs> then what? Caramel hot tub, a building made of spaghetti and cookies. I think they were hungry when they made that video. 100 years ago, a small group of people envisioned what was in their heart. And on that seed of vision has come a harvest of where we are today. And if we will have that same spirit of faith and vision... I wonder what kind of harvest is contained within the actions that we are about to take. I want us to keep that strong in our heart because vision is not just about us. It is about people we may never meet, people we may never see until we get to heaven. A couple of dates I want you to keep in mind. One is September 22nd, and on that date, we will pledge financially above our tithe and missions giving 
what we think the Lord would empower us to do over a three-year period in offsetting and paying for this building. And then we want to start the construction January 2014. So this time next year, we could start announcing a completion date and a celebration of going into that building and uh, using it to its maximum potential. So five years, five key areas. We keep with the process on those five key areas. We start a financial campaign as it relates to the buildings, get the first one started in 2014, all the while expanding our global local influence. I want you to hear this report because it's staggering what has happened just in the first six months of this year. We raised before you the idea of supporting the East Africa School of Theology. It's located in Kenya. It trains pastors. It graduates 50 pastors every year who go into the Islamic and non-Christian regions that we can't. Entire people groups are removed from the unreached list because of this school. And we get to support it. And you got so passionate about this that we were able to write a $50,000 check to the expansion of this university already this year. Praise God. We got passionate about helping the Mighty Oaks Foundation. This is through Dave Reaver and Chad Robichaux. And let me explain. They take these incredible heroes of ours who are coming back from war. And they give them a week-long intensive spiritual retreat where they pray with them, work with them on resiliency. And the camp that we underwrote the cost of included their spouse and their kids. The cost of a a week-long camp where they provide all of the transportation to the camp, food, supplies, everything was $50,000. And when we received the GL offerings, we took two of them. You gave $50,000, so we wrote the check and underwrote the entire cost of one week of helping and healing wounded warriors. Come on, praise the Lord for that. One of the most unthinkable, unacceptable issues in this country is now the rise of the, the sex trafficking trade. It blows our mind to think that it happens and that Oklahoma is one of the, the leading states in this horrible crime. We wanted to find a ministry that we could support that was doing the in-depth research to find these young ladies, help them escape, and then give them the long-term care, spiritually, psychologically, educationally, that it takes for them to really be reintroduced to society. There is a home that is right now just a few hours from here. It's in a secure location, and we'll show you a picture of it. It is now the leading ministry focused on helping these young ladies escape and be rehabilitated. We brought this before you after months of research to find a location like this so that we could get behind it and support it. And because of your incredible, generous, giving, passionate to see Jesus help these people, we were able to write a check to the Oasis House of Refuge, $50,000. Praise the Lord. Will you bring me one of those boxes for just a second? I'll call for the other one in a second. But when we, just set it right there. When we put these boxes up here, I don't know that people fully realize uh, the potential that has now become the Global Local Initiative. 
And when you put money in these boxes, it's amazing. It's life-changing. It has significance beyond words. And I want to thank you for that. Because just any one of the three that I mentioned could have been a focus for an entire year. Just doing one of those. And to think that you've done three and we're just six months into the year. Let me keep going. We have a team that has recently returned from the House of Grace. And we have this long-term relationship now with this incredible ministry in Thailand where 125 girls every year are kept there and they're kept from the sex slave trade that is so promoted in their culture. And what God has done through this church, in this church as a result of House of Grace, at House of Grace as a result of this church, is beyond anything we ever thought. We just took our greatest number from this church to the House of Grace, and they serve so effectively. And what God is doing through this relationship with the assembly in the house of grace is life changing. A team returned just a week ago from Arizona. We continue to support the Arizona Indian reservations where we provide relief and do construction projects that they simply could not do on their own. This is one of the most impoverished places, the most impoverished place in this country. And so we go year after year. I will tell you one of the most amazing statistics of the whole morning is that in 2013, from this church, listen to this, 200 people will serve the Lord on a short-term missions trip. That is phenomenal. When you see those people on those teams, they represent all the teams that we send out. And each one of those people, they pay their own way. The trip costs, they give their time off from their job And then whatever we do by way of maintenance or construction, put in water filtration systems, providing food for an entire year like we did for the House of Grace, that money comes out of these boxes, out of the generosity of you, the assembly, to support the projects and the people. You now celebrate this, are supporting 80 missionaries around the world. Every 30 days, checks go out to 80 missionaries supporting them around this world. Praise God. And it's, it starts very young. We have sown it into the culture of the church because if we're going to shine the kind of light that we believe God wants us to shine, it doesn't start when you're a young adult or even when you're a teenager. It starts in our children's ministry. We're going to use this 38,000 square feet to teach people about Jesus. So that they can know Jesus and we're going to teach them to make him known. We have what's now called Team 45. And for all third graders who are now moving to the fourth grade, they're involved. And it's called Team 45 for fourth and fifth graders. And for the last five weeks here at this church, from nine in the morning till two in the afternoon, every Tuesday, these fourth and fifth graders come and they start with worship. They have accountability partner where they're talking to that partner about their prayer life. They go into a class on how to pray because on one of the three teams that they serve, they will be praying with people. They will be leading people to Jesus and praying a sinner's prayer. They'll be praying for people who have specific needs. They have a class on leadership so that they learn to serve and to 
serve as leaders, even as children. And then they go out in service projects and learning the skill set that they'll use on their trips. So on Friday, our first team of fourth and fifth graders launched out. Right now, while we're in this service, the second team is an hour down the road on the way to their service project. And then in a week, the third team, just within children's ministry. We're not just putting up a facility that'll be a premier state-of-the-art facility to just house stuff here. We're going to use that building to influence kids so that we send them out now. And I wonder if one of those fourth graders will not be called to a life of vocational ministry, whether in the States or somewhere in this world, because we believe in sowing into these kids. Praise God. When they come through the youth ministry, through the children's ministry, they then are welcomed into impact youth ministry. And I know that those of us who attend her all the time, we can think that what happens here is normal. When in fact, the youth ministry of this church is one of the most rare, incredible ministries that a church could know. And it happens in such effectiveness. And so they teach the young people about how to lead well. Every Thursday from 8 in the morning until 5. Come up here and see it one day. Come in the morning. Come at a lunchtime. Come check it out and you'll see 120 teenagers on this campus. They too are worshiping, being God-centered, knowing God, preparing to go make Him known. Part of the morning, half of the teenagers go out into this community and do service projects. The afternoon, the other half go out and do service projects. In the last few weeks, they've worked with Habitat for Humanity, Cornerstone Network, John 316 Mission. And just this last week, Monday through Thursday, these teenagers conducted a vacation Bible school on location at Indian Springs Apartment Complex. Praise God. And so now... 120 into five teams will soon depart. One team to Dallas, one team to Kansas City, one team to New York, one team to Honduras, and one team to London. In no way are we just doing all of this so that the light shines and it's all contained with this in this building on this campus. No, we're going to make sure the light is shining bright at home because the light that shines the farthest has to shine bright here, but we're getting the fire burning hot so that we can give and we can go because ministry is where the action is. And serving Jesus is an adventure. And being a Christian is not just about going to church. It is being the church. Praise the Lord. And so it is an incredible process that comes right up through so that there's several trips that as adults and senior adults that you can take. Arizona, Thailand, Uganda. God is doing such amazing things. In January, we started, Chance and I did, with a pastoral training in Uganda where we had the privilege of training 150 pastors. And when I go and do something like this, I'm, I'm representing you. I'm representing us. It's the assembly pouring into these pastors that have not spent a day in a Bible school. That you give them just one book and 
It's like the most incredible thing to them. They're so hungry to learn and grow. And so chance that we just, we teach all day long on leadership, pastoral ministry, preaching. Chance did a message to them, a, a teaching on how to prepare a sermon. You should have seen them just mesmerized saying, no one's ever taught us this. We never heard this. One pastor after the training felt led to just share his appreciation. And because this is you making this happen, I wanted you to hear his heart. It's quite remarkable. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon to you. I just want to thank you for sending Pastor Ron all the way to Africa. We've been so blessed. I can't imagine that he, he came to Africa just to be part of this conference. And as soon as he arrived, he spared no time. He came right from the airport onto the pulpit. And we were so blessed. There was a mighty move of the Holy Spirit. And right now he has been preaching all day long since morning. This is his second day here in Africa, in Uganda, on the 14 acres. And I'm telling you, I, I'm so blown away. I've been so blessed all through the sessions. And I just want to thank you for considering us, for being thoughtful of us. May God bless you so much. And we pray any masses for Pastor Ron. Thank you so much. And everybody else, the entire team, we pray that may the, may the good Lord who has brought you all the way continue to strengthen you and supply every strength that you need to become everything that he has called you to be. God bless you so much. Wow. And to think that that dear pastor has preached his heart out to his congregation this weekend. And he feels a little bit more empowered because of a few days like that. I'm telling you, church, you're influencing tens of thousands of people. And your willingness to be people of vision is where it all starts. Your willingness to give to children, maybe even if your children are grown. Maybe if you never even venture into one of these new rooms we're going to build because the ministry you're in is not part of that department but because you believe in it. You believe in the big picture. 100 years ago, 95 years ago, I'm just so living in that moment. I, I can't wait to celebrate that with you. But 95 years ago, there was a seed of vision planted in the heart of just a very few people. And the harvest off of that vision is now 80 missionaries that are supported every month. 200 people that way outnumbered the people they even had then going on a missions trip. Do you realize that in this year you will give close to a million dollars? We'll probably for the first time ever exceed one million dollars in giving that, that go has nothing to do with here. It'll go to missions and missionaries and projects around the world. It's staggering. And the Holy Spirit knew that when that prayer of determination and faith to step out 95 years ago, he knew we would be sitting here today. We're harvest on that vision. And now it's our season to continue in that spirit of faith. And to believe that more could happen and that the best is yet to come. 
and that we embrace it and engage in it and we're willing to sacrifice for it. Stronger. In just five short years, being able to say my walk with Jesus has never been so strong. My key relationships have never been so strong. My finances have never been so strong. My physical health has never been so strong. My clarity on my calling and purpose, my future, it has never been so strong. Here's the bottom line. If I don't change, I can't influence change. But if I change, then I can influence change both locally and globally. If I am giving myself to being all that Jesus wants me to be in this one little life, in these five key areas that are just anchored in Scripture, then I can offer up to the Lord my life as an offering and say, Jesus, you gave your best for me. I want to give my best for you. And collectively, you bring that strength together. And it will be beyond what any eye has seen, what any ear has heard, what has even entered our minds. When the Bible says that in our weakness, he is strong. That's when you've done all you can do and all you can do isn't enough. You get an empowerment in that weakness. But God doesn't want you in financial weakness. And I'm not preaching prosperity. I'm preaching soundness and blessing. I'm preaching like this couple, a young couple that eliminated $15,000 in debt in 16 weeks. What will that mean to their future? What will that mean to their their preparedness to say yes to opportunity. What will that mean in a lack of of pressure on them? They'll never know because they realize how biblical stewardship is. They'll have margin. They will have freedom. And that freedom will allow them to be a blessing. I sense something so real and so profound as a calling. We have not been given this facility through the hard work of you, the church, and your faithfulness. We don't have 110,000 square feet like we do downtown that houses our school, our daycare. We're over 700 people every day go through that facility. A 55-acre park just three miles from here. And we barely scratched the surface with all we're going to be able to do with that part. God has huge plans. Huge plans. And if we'll maximize the resources of time, space, talent, passion, our experiences, our story, and our money. All in honor to God. The result will be a harvest of people being saved, raised up as disciples and serving Jesus out of all that God has given them. And I I feel to say this to us. It is time to express 
a greater excitement about our salvation. It is time to break the silence about the blessing of our salvation. And it is time to break into an unbridled enthusiasm that Jesus has redeemed us and put us in a faith family where we can love God and love each other and love the generations and serve the community and serve the world. There, there, it should be standing room only every time we open the doors because we are so passionate about what Jesus has done in our lives. You wear this shirt one day and let someone that you know see the words faith, family, finance, fitness, and future. They're going to say, what's that about? Anybody you meet this week, anyone you know that you talk with this week, they're trying to advance in one of those five. And you can say, come to church with me. Sermons are about it. Classes are about it. You talk about a soul-winning explosion because these are key areas of everyday life of which Jesus came that there might be an abundance. And if you are living out of that enthusiasm of what Jesus is doing in these areas in your life, it will be a powerful influence on those who want what you have. sing this song let it be known and it's time as never before in every relationship and every opportunity with every resource that we break out of any restriction anything holding us back any any fog any residue it is time to go for it with our lives